Hey guys, welcome to the Marriage Millennials Podcast. It is 9.33 p.m. on Monday, August 19th. Welcome back and thanks again for listening. And if you're new, hey, we're your hosts, Rochelle. And Sam Shoyola. We're the creators of MarriageMillennials.com, where we help millennials see God's design for faith, smart dating, preparation for marriage, and financial literacy. Pretty much, we teach millennials to honor Christ before a spouse and with one and prepare them for family if that is the current desire they have. All right, and before we get started, as always, we want to tell you where you can keep the convo going after the end of this podcast, as well as some housekeeping for the site. This will be posted on the site, marriageformillennials.com, so if you have any questions, feel free to comment below on that post, or you can also visit the Facebook page, backslash mfmillennials. Our IG handle is at marriageformillennials, so feel free to follow and talk to us there as well. Also, the podcast is on all listening outlets, so subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. Just type Marriage for Millennials in the search bar and it'll pop right up for you. Last thing, if you've been following or even if you haven't, there are a ton of cool things on the site from books to free courses, products, and more. So feel free to check those out as well. Alrighty, guys. Let's let's jump jump in. in. It's good to be back. Yes, I feel like we're a little rusty because, like you know, yeah, it's been man. a minute. Been we had to minute. dust the dirt off of the mic, but um, plus we're doing the new. We're doing the video format with the with the mic. Like it's a whole yes. So those of you that are going to be listening to this um, when we post it, probably tomorrow, we're actually video recording this right now just to be able to repurpose it um, as content. So that's what Sam's referring to. Um, I know you guys can't really see us recording it right now, but that is exactly what we're doing. So um, bright lights in front of us. So yes, but (laughs) um, nevertheless, um, we're back. You know, your favorite auntie and uncle, we're back. <laughs> um, we're trying to get back into our group of podcasting. As you know, we really haven't podcasted um, in a while. And we're going to get into that. Um, so it's been a while. So I guess we kind of, by obligation, got to tell you what we've been doing. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. Uh, and the, I would say in the interim of our return, um, we celebrated birthdays. Sam had a birthday. Yeah. Um, had some celebration of life. Uh yeah. A little bit of uh, a wait, grim. Wait, 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 wait. Before you do that, uh, please rag on my birthday presents for you. Because, you know, I need my props. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, she took me out to see one of my favorite old school rap artists, which was the Goody Mob. Uh, they were performing out in Eastside. Mm-hmm. And, um, man, that was quite the performance. Man, you should see my face. It was crazy. Yes. I was bankhead bouncing all day. (laughs) Yes. And um, then I took him to the Porsche experience in Atlanta. Let me tell y'all real quick. My goodness. So I'm in the Porsche, right? And the guy's like, uh, have you ever heard of the, what do you say? He said the launch. Oh, yeah. Have you ever heard heard of launch control? And I'm like, what is launch control? (laughs) He just launches off. And my heart is, like, in my throat, and I'm like, oh, my God, I might die today. Right, and I'm, like, video recording it, and the driver is, like, making Sam do donuts on the track. I'm just like, don't kill my husband. But, um, yeah, it was really fun. I'm, I'm glad you really got to enjoy that and some other yeah. things as well. Um, so, yes, uh, we celebrated birthdays, and then, like Sam was saying, we also had some sad points um, as well. Yeah, man. So um, that was a tough thing to lose our the person who introduced Rochelle and I to each other. Um, he passed away, had an early um, 
he he passed away prematurely, and um, it was just something that um, really just I don't know it hit home. It hit home a lot, and uh, it just made us realize that we have to really appreciate the time that we have together, uh, because you don't know how short God has sovereignly written your script. You know, you never know. Right. Um. So yeah. That was really hard experience. I mean, going through fun- to the funeral and um, just being with his family and just being with other people. I mean, a lot of people came out, and I don't know if you guys know, but Sam and I kind of met um, in that post college era. So there was like a lot of people from our college there, and it was just a lot of emotions, especially when we, you know, you got to the final burial place. It was just, it was tough. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we're still, we are always still thinking of him. It's only been just a little bit over a month. Um, um, but it's something that's, you know, hard, and that's something that we'll always keep in our hearts to remember um, that moment. Yeah. And even use it, honestly, as a point of contact to, there's some people who recently have lost their lives as well um, that are close to us, and we just, Use it as a point of contact just to, you know, console your friends and uh, love on them because, like we said, there are plenty of us who have older loved ones and even people who are young that it's just it's too soon. Yeah. But we want to let you know that, you know, God is a comforter beyond all comforters and, you know, it'll, it, it all works out for his good. Yeah. Um, so, yes, we had celebrated some birthdays. We also, you know, had some sad points. And then, most importantly, we celebrated our one-year anniversary. anniversary. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, um, it's great to finally meet that Flew milestone. by. I feel like we just started this thing. Yeah, yeah, it did. Well, we kind of did. So. Yeah, we kind of did just one year. But, yeah, man, it was definitely... Um, definitely great to reach that one year. Yeah. Certainly. It's a milestone. So, you know, we here now. Um, we got that under our belt with many more to come. Yep, yep. And, uh, we got our one-year street cred. We got our marriage street cred at this point. <laughs> at this point, we're official. I don't know if we got street cred yet. So, we, have, we have, like, uh, entry-level street, street cred. cred. Like, okay. we're, like, we, we can sit at the adults' table. We just can't say anything. <laughs> like, okay. You know, like, All that's right. kind of where we're at. Right. And so, and I I'm cool with that. I can humbly accept that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, we're happy that we reached our one year, and we're really going to get into that today. That's pretty much what this podcast is about. Um, It's about summarizing our one year, um, how it's been um, raw and transparent. Um, That way you guys can take some things with you. Um, um, I think we got some gems uh, of course, always being biased, but we really hope that what we say can bless you and also be something that you can take with you, um, whether you're single dating or currently married, um, like we are. Yep. All right. So we have a couple points as usual. Um, and so the first point. First of all, the wedding was lit. lit. Okay, so our wedding was lit, and I'm just gonna say that there. You know, I can really just stop right there. But um, our wedding was lit, so um, we're <laughs> we're saying that to say. One more say time for the people in the back. Our wedding was lit, <laughs> so we're saying that um, because I think we've said in previous podcasts that your wedding can really be a test of like how you deal with many circumstances as you get ready to start this new chapter in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, weddings can be really fun. And they also can be like the haze that keeps on giving until you get to, Mm -hmm. you know, your big day. And so our wedding was all of that and more. We had so much fun. Yeah, from 
from the love of family and friends to just the time that we had together, the emotions, oh my goodness. I, yeah, I'm a crier in situations like that. So, you know, the tears was coming down during first dance. And um, and yeah, when, when she came down the first time, when she came down to... And when the bride, when the bride finally showed showed herself, so yeah, so that was that fun. Was just... um, weddings are a great prep, um, just for you know when the reality of marriage sets in. It's a great push of happiness, um, mm-hmm. so that you know, kind of when that honeymoon stage is over, um, you know, you can always reflect and remember that day. So, yeah. um, we did um, once last. I think it was not this Sunday that just passed, but the Sunday before was our actual anniversary. And so we were able to kind of um, look at our highlight videos and, you know, mm-hmm. eat our top layer wedding cake. and um, Which was bomb, by the way. Yeah. I'm surprised that none of y'all say nothing about how good the cake was. People cause... usually say wedding cake is trash. And no. so I was just like, well, I'm not going to enjoy this. I barely had any when I got married. This is going to suck. But, like, it actually was really good. Yeah, like, we let it we let it thaw out yeah. like, for a day or two or whatever. And then we ate it and it tasted like... It was the day of, yeah. so it was good. Pretty good, yeah. Um, and for those of you guys who may want to get a glimpse of how it was, um, we have a highlight video on our Instagram. So, um, at Nails, you'll be more than welcome to see it, how it all went down, and hear some of our vows, and, you know, maybe cry like we did. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, you guys are more than welcome to check that out. Um, so, that kind of brings us... Or you can let me cry for you. Right, because Sam will definitely give you the tears. Um, But that brings us to our second point. Um, Marriage is a beautiful thing. Yes, it is. Certainly is. You know, it's it's cool to, you know, join together and figure out how to be just one unit officially. Right. I think, um, you know... That was a lot. That's a lot of your first year. Like you're just trying to figure out, okay, like what what am I doing, um, and how do I go about doing it in the best way? What right. goals do we have? Um, what are we trying to achieve, and how are we going to execute and get there? And then right. how are we going to keep God the center of it? You know, mm-hmm. while we're doing it and stuff. Um, you know, marriage is fun. You know, marriage at times it can really be a sleepover with your best friend. Yeah. Um. I mean, you can watch movies netflix crack jokes until you decide to go to sleep and you know it's it can be really fun when you are just doing life with the person that you love yeah um and so there's just a a lot of commonalities in general yeah that you will enjoy even better now that y'all are living together that i think that ro and i definitely experienced and we just like totally just cherish those particular moments right right definitely um and so um yeah, marriage is great. It's beautiful. Um, that wraps up that point. Um, what we're going to do now is just kind of talk about some, um, I guess, categories. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of talk about how we did in them um, and, you know, how we can do better, things of that nature. We've got a lot of stuff. Um, so, yeah, just I think you guys are going to enjoy this. So the next point we have is like personal time. And we want to talk about that because, you know, after you get married, you are one flesh. But, you know, you also have that sense of individuality that you are trying to figure out how it meshes in your new, I guess, status, right? Mm -hmm. And so I know personally, like, I slacked on who I was in many areas. Um, Not just physically, but 
you know, I was pouring so much into MFM, seeing it grow. It has grown a lot just from our first year. And just figuring out how to be a wife, what's going to be your cooking schedule, like, you know, clean schedule, all that jazz. Um, you know, you know when you're kind of like in your bag, like in your personal bag, like you right, got right. it. Like, like I'll get up early, read, read articles, you know, read stuff about entrepreneurship, read a chapter in a book or marriage. You know when you're like on your your grind yeah. and um i kind of slacked in that just because you can't do it all yeah. um at you know at one time and so i definitely know that what about you i mean i think in general <clears throat> when you hit that marriage uh that new height of marriage i think that you forget that life in general is like this ever climb it's this, it's this ever climbing hill Right. And you try to plateau. Like, oh, I've arrived. No, you haven't arrived. Right, right. <laughs> so, um, you know, there's a couple of things that I definitely slacked off on as, too, uh, as well that um, I think personally, as we went through the year, our first year, we, we kind of got back on that hamster wheel. As far as for, you know, um, just maybe the studiousness, the, um, the, uh, the, there, there was, you know, when it's funny when when you're when you're not married you realize how much time you have to yourself yeah but then like finding a way to politely and you know and just in a Christ like way let somebody know like hey I want to do this but I kind of want to do this by myself right and that and that was kind of like our next point like we realized that as husband and wife like we really value our space like you know we do our best to make time to spend with each other but we're loners like you know like sam is a homebody (laughs) and i like i'm spontaneous i like to do stuff um but then also like i have my moments where i just want to read or Mm -hmm. or i just want to like listen to something and you know sometimes i'm like "Eh, yeah babe just do something for a couple hours and then i'll come back or he does the same to me and so We've had to learn to accept that and not feel like there was something wrong with our marriage because we both we like our personal space at yeah. times, right? There's the aspect of one flesh and there's the aspect of individual sanctification and individual just life. Right. Um, so um yeah, it's just it's just a balance. It's just a balance that we've learned to finally well, I wouldn't say that we've gotten under control, but we've kind of realized what we have to hold in tension. Right. Right. And so, yeah, if you guys um, are married or if you're getting ready to be married, just, you know, take inventory of your personal time. Um, Don't necessarily idolize it because, again, you can't juggle everything. Something is going to slack once you get into new chapters in your life. But once you kind of get coasting, um, then you can kind of get back to who you were um, prior to those things. I mean, it's life. It's natural. Um, so that brings us to our next point where we're talking about family and dealing with in-laws. Um, so family is great. You know, I definitely want to say that I never understood the value of family as much as I did when I got married. And what I mean by that is I've always loved my family, right? But there's just a whole nother value and appreciation for them when you're starting your own family from a perspective of legacy. And just like, you know, we're going to grow old together Mm -hmm. as long as God has it. I'm going to bring kids into this family. 
um, and how awesome and a blessing is that. But then also, like, yeah, like, I, I want to know how to navigate that. And it's just a whole another piece of the pie that you just don't necessarily take in um, when you're not married because you just, you just don't see it in that way. Yeah. And you also have, like, you know, it's, it's, it's the combination of realizing first that you are, you have created a new family. That's primary number one. Always remember that. Um, you're not like just the, you're not just half of yours and half of yours. And no, it's a brand new family. But then like, um, the other thing I guess is the, is the aspect of the old families, (laughs) the old families that are trying to play tug of war with you and, you know, uh, bring you to this or bring you to that and stuff like that. So we've learned to balance our time with them as well. Right. I mean, you have the opportunity to create what you want and how you want your family to be. Um, and family, especially um, when you're just getting into marriage, it's definitely a learning experience. Um, I know a lot of times you have you have expert expectations for your family members. Like, you know, and a lot of those expectations come from your upbringings. And just a lot of those expectations just come from, like, just a generality golden mm. rule or perspective or whatever. But like Sam was saying, you know, remember that you are leaving and cleaving. Like, you know, it's not your family, your spouse's family, and then you guys kind of play tug of war between the two. It's your spouse's family, it's your family, and then there's a third family, which is you and your spouse. Um, and I think that's important to tell to millennials because I think that, um, I think that we could have done a lot better at, setting boundaries as it came to family oh yeah um and when you're young you you just you know you just don't know you know better you do better but um i wanted to express that to you guys that may be listening because you know it's important to to understand that that there is a third family involved um and and that is the family of you and your spouse yeah and it can have its own preferences it does not have to follow the preferences of the other two or one or the other it can be a combination it can be a combination it can be a brand new thing if you want it to be that way right whatever it is you want to do be creative and be willing to you know change right we heard um we heard um we watched a video and someone was pretty much saying it's like having making marriage seem like you only have your spouse's family and yours it's like you have kids and they've never experienced thanksgiving or christmas in your home because you're always at dad's grand dad's parents house or mom's parents house right and it's like no there's a third family there which is yours so your you know your kids should be more than welcome to experience a yeah. holiday in their home and that's kind of um just a brief example of that third family being something that you don't be afraid to create and don't act like it's not there because it is it was similar to how like remember back uh maybe it's probably a couple of years back i think people still do it a little bit but remember like a lot of folks from college start doing like friends giving yeah i actually like, want to do that yeah like yeah. like just be willing to create those new type of like nuances around the holidays you know what? i'm gonna spend this day with such and such and i'm gonna spend this day with such and such right and we're gonna spend this day on our own and doing this right like just just yeah just get a little funky with it yes yeah. yes yes absolutely um so moving along we are talking about um friends now right now we're talking about friends <laughs> just giving you a little intro there so um Hmm. Married and friends. I will say this. We met some 
new married friends, which is great. Because when you're married, you like your relationship with your single friends, they don't change per se. But they are different just because there are certain things that your friends just can't relate to. And even if they feel like they can relate, I think I've experienced like your single friends don't feel comfortable even saying things because they're just like, I don't know, I don't feel qualified to mm. pour into you because I'm not married. And so having people who are married in your corner, just it's just easier. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like You already have so many things that you're dealing with as a married um, person with your spouse and just with the other dynamics around you that just having couples that are already married and already get it is just, just a breath of fresh air. Another thing you don't have to add to your plate. And so we met um, some married friends in our covenant group. And, you know, they really allowed us to see things in ourselves, good and the strengths and strengths and opportunities for growth, um, you know, whether they knew it or not. And that was one of the things that I definitely valued um, during my first year. It's just yeah. kind of meeting those people. Yeah, I agree. Like, um, for the most part, I just enjoyed the fact that uh, when it came to friends, we were diversifying not just in like people in general but like in age range yeah so like there were some people that were definitely our age that we made friends with um and that we've hung out with a little bit more than we typically had before um and there were older people um that we became friends with like like you know it's, it's kind of weird but it's weird at first but to start having a friendship with someone who's a generation older than you or two generations older than you um, and really be able to call them a friend, that's like a totally, that, that, that to me is a new area, a new area of life to be in for me. Yeah, I remember I was talking to um, my friend who was older than me about like, you know, a good 20 years older than me and I was like, you know, I want more friends. And she was like, I'm your friend. And I was like, yeah, you know, but I mean like people my age. And she was just like, like, that doesn't have to necessarily be your complete path. You right. can have friends that you actually look at as sisters that are older, you know, younger older than you. And what a blessing that is, you know, right? To be hanging out with people who have been where you've been and yeah. have persevered and passed through it. Yep. Um, and so that's definitely something that we learned when it came to friends is just accepting um, whatever friends look like. A good person is a good person and a person that can pour into you with the love of Christ and just the teachings of Christ is great no matter how old they are. Yeah. Um, I got a lot of encouragement, I would say, this year, uh, especially from Ro in general. Like, you know, there is a lot of things. I Like, like she said before, I'm a homebody. I don't really like I, I I'm 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 very much a loner. I don't necessarily need a whole lot of interaction until it may it's been made obvious to me that as a reason that you're interacting like, at all. Yeah, exactly. It's like you're not even now you're not even trying. Yeah. So it's like, you know, once you start to hang out with those guys that um, you know, you used to kick it with back in the day, um, you realize how much you miss them. You realize how much you uh, how much you do cherish their their com their camaraderie, um, and you know it even also kind of goes into some other things as well. Because like as you're hanging out with friends, you also hang out with some other friends less. 
um, because your bandwidth is only but so high. You know, you can only spend time with but so many people. And uh, sometimes it's also not even just necessarily bandwidth. Sometimes you start to really be more selective of who you hang around because of the the how much you believe your family is cherished in that particular circle. Yeah. Um, if you're, yeah, go ahead. I think, and I think what Sam is pretty much saying here is like, you know, we've had some friends that we've just had to simply um, love from a distance. Yeah. Um, you know, not saying that we'll never see them, but just like, there's this, you know, this kind of understanding with between Sam and I that like, you know, unless certain things, you know, occurred and you know, yeah. that relationship's kind of a dub like you, right. you know like in, 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 in the best way we can say that um sam said something to me um in regards to how he feels about wanting to be around certain types of people that think certain type of ways in regards to his family i thought it was really good i think i think the viewers would love it if you share that and maybe by viewers, I mean myself, but that's okay too. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I feel like it's, it's hard for you to tell me that you're close to me if you don't accept my other half, it would be like saying, Sam, your left leg can come in, but your right leg can't. It's like, mm, that don't really work, bro. Right. <laughs> I ain't about to just, I'm not about to play hokey pokey with you. Right. Um, so, you know, we're going to either put the left leg in and the right leg in, or um, I'm going to shake on out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> whatever it is. Like, I just don't, it, it just, well, it's, it's not even that I'm not as close to you per se as a friend. It's that because of what is left out, I just can't fellowship as often in that in that scenario. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, when you're one flesh, you're kind of a package deal, right? Yep. And, like, I... I wouldn't want someone to... If there was someone who didn't accept Sam, right? I wouldn't want them to just invite me places, maybe once a month or from time to time, just invite me places to move around the fact that my spouse can't come. Yeah. Or even if my spouse does come, they're tolerated, not accepted. Right. And so that's something that, you know, Sam and I have kind of become more comfortable with. Um, just knowing that, yeah, wow, like we have a lot of history here, but you know, if you don't like my spouse, then, or, or if you're, I can't really truly be my, all right, time out. Let's, 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 let's break it down real quick. Yeah. I can't really truly be myself if I if if it's awkward for you when my spouse is in a room. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like, cause that's someone I chose. Right. And we don't and we don't mean and we don't and when we say like to be around my spouse, we're talking like beyond cordiality, right? Because you know, there's a base level of respect that you give somebody when you walk in the room, you acknowledge them, you say hello, whatever. But after that there are some relationships where it's like, it's still awkward after that hello. And I think that's what Sam is saying to where it's just kind of like, I can't rock with it. Like, you know, like yeah. she's, she's my rib. She's my other half, you know, um, or, in, and the same for me, Sam's my other half. So it's just something that 
it's just not gonna work. Yeah. Like you know, you. I think a lot of times being without that person. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Keep going. I think a lot of times, um, especially when you're newly married, you want everything to work. Yeah. <laughs> and you're trying to fit how everything can work, and it's kind of like what we've said in previous podcasts is. You're not trying to fit all these things into a, into a puzzle. You are that third family, like we just said, creating your own puzzle. And you need to see who fits into it. And there's so many things going on. There are so many people you're going to meet. And the last thing you need to do is be carving out time for someone who could care less about your spouse. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I'll just be... Uh, the, all right, the way I feel about this right now, I... There might be more wisdom that comes down the road, and we'll share it with you guys as it comes. But as it stands right now, that's just how we are, and um, yeah, that's just that's just that. Yep. And so, um, and I will say though that one cool thing about friendship that we have experienced um, before we wrap up this segment is that we did find old friends that we could reconnect with on a deeper level. Um, some friends who either come to the faith or some friends who we just were able to grow in a new way. Maybe we experienced something and they were able to give us advice, even if they weren't married. And then that kind of caused us to hang out more yeah. and things of that nature. And I can think of a couple people in my brain right now where, um, you know, we just got closer, even though we've known them for all of our lives. Like 2019, our first year of marriage, we were able to connect with them even more. So that was really sweet yeah. and a blessing. Um, yeah, well, okay. So those are the categories. Um, and so now we kind of want to move into the tough part of, um, being a newlywed in our first year of marriage. Yeah, it, it sounds so lovely right now, huh? Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, the tough part, you know, after about maybe three or four months, uh, Actually, I wouldn't even say that. It was like nine months, honestly, into the marriage that um, things kind of got, eh, you know. Really? Yeah. Nine months? Oh, okay. I would say, I would right. say. It was I'll, about, it was I'll about say six, I would say from six. No? Okay. That's fine. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, pretty much what Sam's saying is like, <laughs> at that point, our marriage was kind of like, <laughs> And like, let's just go to bed and try this again. Like, yep. you know, um, and I know there were times where we both thought like, you know, Lord, I love you. I believe in marriage. I trust you. I know it's a good thing. I know it's something you created. I know it's an institution that is designed by God for us. But I just don't think I can do this. Like, you know, right. like, um, and I think that's natural because marriage is to make you holy so that means that you're going to be growing pains and because you're being sanctified through your spouse and so that comes with you know sometimes fussing and fighting um with god and just saying like god how like i just don't see how and that's really the point that you trust in him yeah i think that we we had a lot of pruning god was cutting away a lot of um i guess uh character bad bad baggage and when it came down to it, it was just like there were certain things about my own character that I've had to just kind of put away and stop doing as much. And same thing, vice versa for Ro. Like right. it's just, it's just there's there are things that we are realizing that yeah, we can't can't do that anymore because if we keep going in that route, this this is not going to be good. 
And therefore, we have, you know, shirked those things. We've let those things go. And um, it's been for the betterment. But it doesn't it doesn't make that time when you're going through it. Um, Any more fun. Yeah, it doesn't make it more fun at all. Yeah, you know, older people, one thing I'll give about older people is that they're going to prep you. They're going to give it to you how it is. Like, they're going to literally say, hey, your first year is going to be trashed. <laughs> so get prepared. And, um, you know... That and when you're hearing it, you're just like, oh, okay, but you all still want me to get married? Wonderful, oh, great. But I get it what they're saying now. Yeah. Um, they don't mean it in regards to like marriage sucks. They just mean it like there are growing pains and it's beautiful. Like when you go through them. But you know, millennials now they're just like at the first sign of pain. Not only that, but millennials. What I'm really saying is that millennials. Now, their first year comes in and just like, the whole year was great. Like, I love you. We never had an argument. I love you, babe. And, you know, there are a lot of couples that have experienced that in their first year. But there are a lot of other couples that nobody is saying the first year sucks anymore because we live in an age of social media where that doesn't fit the highlight reel criteria. And so, you know... I think that is that's another reason why we wanted to express this part of our marriage because I know that there are young couples out there that, you know, you have a bad year and you're kind of just like, well, yeah, let me hide in the bushes because we're clearly the only married couple um, dealing with this. And that's just not true. I heard a particular guy who I think he put it a certain way that I, I particularly liked. And that is that when it comes down to it, there are so many, all right, think about how many movies you've seen where girls looking for Prince Charming, Prince Charming comes along, probably has to, you know, go through a, uh, a, a, a her father or something like that, some type of challenge, right? And then girl ends up with guy and they live happily ever after. And you typically don't get that story, what happens, what happens after happily ever after? And what I think we finally got was that that dose of reality, right? And the thing is, and, and, but let me let me just put this let me yeah, put this yeah. let me put this disclaimer out there about that. It's not to say, I think. All right, this is what I, we've said this before on the podcast. Compatibility is not everything. And what I mean by that is this: me and Ro have a lot in common. Me and Ro absolutely love the time when we're enjoying each other. But as we found out <laughs> throughout the year that there are some differences and some stark differences, by the way, that we have had to sacrifice and let those things go and like let the other person love that person more than ourselves. Right. And, you know, the thing about it is we knew this. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like... Well, we knew we it knew, in theory. We knew this going in. And, and, you know, because I think sometimes couples, they say, yeah, I just learned that, you know, we're different. It's like, we knew that. We also knew that, you know, things were going to come up. We knew that struggles would present themselves. But it's like, the day when it actually knocks on your front door and says, hey, struggles here, can I come in? Then it's it's just like, it's almost as if you had never got that lesson before. Yeah, it's, it's like, um, it's like... <laughs> the philosopher Mike Tyson. Everybody got a plan until they get punched in the face. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Real. That's really how it works, man. Like, you know, when 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 it's good to plan, it's good to know things in theory, 
but to actually put them into practice in your life is a whole nother thing. Yes, and we are going to get to that in a, another point. Application, we're going to get to that. Um, but yeah, so kind of continuing what we're saying in regards to tough times, at a certain point, you know, we we definitely sought counsel on how to be better spouses to one another. And we got some advice from a couple that we trust and they were just like, why don't you give the podcast a break? And, you know, we thought about it and we were like, yeah, why not? Like, yeah. you know, um, and so that was one of the reasons why um, we haven't podcasted in a while. Just because, you know, we always want to make sure that we are accurately depicting our marriage. And more importantly than that, we never want to feel pressured to perform. Like, you know, yeah. we do have a platform. We do have a podcast. The podcast is growing. People are beginning to ask us about it constantly. We're beginning to have people, you know, want to collaborate with us. And that is great. But the minute that we feel like we need to take a break to get us together, we are going to do that. And we will not apologize for that because our family is our first ministry. Yeah. We're not going to put on, as much as we love y'all, we ain't going to put on for you. Right. You know, so, um, and we appreciate all the support and love um, despite that, you know. And, you know, like it's, we've actually, we've actually grown more resourceful, I think, since we've taken that break. As far as for when it comes to content and stuff like that. Yeah, we really have. So we've learned a lot in taking a break. I think that's actually very um, beneficial. Yeah. Um, But just make sure, though. Um, for anybody else out there who is, you know, venturing and putting their self, themselves out there, you know, take some time. Don't become slave to your audience, um, you know. And I think if you respect yourself in that way, then your audience will also respect you. Right. So, um, and before we wrap up, we wanted to shed light on that part of our marriage because, you know, sometimes that is just the reality of your marriage at that time. You know, I think that people saw us come out with MFM and they just assumed that we were like stupid and naive. You know, I think a lot of people were and still are waiting for us to fail. Um, And I think that people, a lot of people thought that maybe we just were these entitled millennials that thought we were perfect and they were waiting to be like, well, wait until marriage struggles hit you. And we knew all of that. <laughs> like, you know, we knew all of that was going to come. Um, but I think our motive more so with this podcast and just the brand itself is that we want millennials to see other millennials serving God, even when it's not cool and even when it's hard. Yep. Um, and so, you know, us going through our, our marriage, we're not going to sit here and just be like, oh, it was great. It was rainbow and daisies and it was great. Like, we're going to respectfully... Um, we're going to tell you the good things, but we're also going to tell you the not so good things in a way that still um, is discreet for our marriage. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to get, because you know, like <laughs> the Bible gives you details, but they don't give you everything, right? You hear about drama in the Bible, but you don't hear about like the intricate, like smallest to the smallest detail type of stuff um, where it's not necessary. And the, the same thing goes for us. Like, you don't need to see everything. We don't have to be like, you know, like some type of voyeur for you. We just need to give you the principles so that when you hit the... Because, by the way, if you see all the details and you start to idolize our, our detailed life or our detailed podcast, then you're going to try to make some cookie-cutter version of how it needs to look. You need to tailor it, take the principles, 
and tailor it to your life. Right. Um, and so, yes, that kind of wraps up that point. Oh, we have so much to cover. Like, I need you guys to know that. So that's why we're kind of running through these stuff because um, I know we have a lot to say on each point. So our next point is for the ladies. I hope you don't get mad at me, um, but this is the next topic. You think you don't want to rule your husband, but you do. Um, and that's, um, you know, the Bible says it. It's like women naturally will want to rule over their husbands. And if you look at society, you know, that's pretty much what is happening. You know, and many times as a wife, you don't even realize that you're doing it. But more than likely, you're doing it. Yeah. And you know what else um, that was made very evident to me on the flip side of that was when one of the elders in our church talked to us and sat us down and said, it's not only that women want to rule over their husbands. It's also that men don't want to lead their right. wives. So like, you know, because, because let's face it, like it's, it's a lot of pressure to lead. Mm-hmm. Right. And it would be a lot less pressure if I wasn't looked at as a leader. It would be harder for Roe to, you know, say, I'm going to depend that's such a, it's almost like a cuss word, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to depend on this man. Like, wow, that's weird. And then also the balance between, there's a thin, a thin line between depending and idolizing your husband. And I think that a lot of wives struggle with that, you know, inc- me, me included, right? It's like you, because the only reason why you get so upset at things is because you're depending on your spouse to the point where it's, you're idolizing them, right? So, like, you know, when you say something to your spouse and your spouse kind of has a different way he wants to go, now, granted, your husband should respect your voice and hear your voice, um, but he is ahead, and sometimes that means that you won't necessarily get your way. And the way you react to that says a lot about your trust in your spouse, um, your idolization of your spouse and your trust in God, most importantly. Yeah. And a lot of women don't trust their husbands. A lot of women, on the other hand, depend on their husbands too much for things that they should be looking to Christ for. And a lot of women don't trust that God is sovereign in the husband that He has placed in your life. So that when things, so that when your husband, so when your husband makes a move that is contrary to yours, you panic with anxiety to the point where it becomes sinful because you truly don't trust the leadership um, that has been placed in front of you. Yes, and then on the flip side, you know, man, it's not for you to throw that trump card out every time that you know the S word, submit, submit. It's like no, it's not about that. Um, you don't have to throw that trump card. I think very rarely you actually should throw that trump card out there. But, um, you know, just to be honest with you, you have to remember that it's not only that you chose your wife, but before you chose your wife, God chose your wife, right? So, therefore, she is going to have wise words that she wants to share with you as far as for maybe blind spots in something that you might not see. Now, it is still finally your decision to make, but don't neglect the advice that, you know, of the of the help meet that was given to you. Yeah. And then I've also learned that, you know, marriage comes with strategy. So sometimes depending on the type of husband that you have, you have to allow him to hear your voice without speaking sometimes, if that makes sense. You got to, you know, kind of figure your way around it. 
Um, and so, yeah, so that's kind of stuff for the women, but don't think we didn't have a lot, n any heat for the men at all because, you know, I wouldn't have allowed. So, um, the next segment <laughs> is, um, I don't understand your leadership. And I think this is something that nobody talks about, you know, like I, I feel like a lot of times you hear different things about women, how to be a better wife, um, how not to be a rebellious wife, how not to rule over your husbands. But a lot of times women... They want to not do that, but they don't know where they're going. So so it's like, because hus husbands, they're just really vague. Or they're yeah. just like, I'm the head of the household, so just do what I say. And it's like, but why? But like, what's the purpose in this? Where are we even going? Or are you just shooting demands at me? Right. It's, that, it's the, um, the profit part of the four Ps. Like, you, you have to have a vision for your family. You got to make the vision clear as day like it needs to be vivid you know what i'm saying so like i i think that um in this area over communication never hurts uh letting your spouse know exactly not only what to do but why you're doing it and not even only why you're doing it where are you going where what's the destination what's the goal here and being as very being as clear as possible not in vague terms, but in like, hey, I want to be here in X amount of time. Hey, I want to be at this particular milestone at this time. I need your help in achieving this at that time. Yeah, and it doesn't mean you have... And I'm not saying like husbands, you have to completely know where you're going in five years because nobody knows where they're going in five years. But, you know, it's definitely benefited me to know the why of why I'm doing something or why I'm going somewhere else because you know as much as you've been around your spouse for however long you have just saying pulling the trump card of head of household I don't think most I don't think most women mind that I mean I think women want that every woman would love to go on an adventure with her husband but they just want to know where they're going and I think a lot of times men are so much problem solvers that they mean well, but they end up not communicating or articulating where they're going with their wives. And then their wives get anxious and scared and then react off of that. And then you get mad at her because you feel like she's being rebellious. When really even though she, yeah, when even though she is, but she kind of, you, you didn't communicate and she's um, just scared more than she is rebelling against you. Right. Um. So that's something to n note as well. Um, all right, nine. <laughs> all right, all right. point. All the counseling in the world won't change your heart. That is something that we learned for sure, right? Because um, I think, um, you know, you can become dependent on counsel and older couples really fast, especially when things start to go left in your marriage. Um, you can just be like, okay, well, something's going wrong. I'm just going to call, call this, such and such. call such and such. And at a certain point, what it turns into is I'm just calling such and such a tattletale on them on how horrible my spouse is. And it sounds great in theory, but you just look like the couple who can't figure out things on their own. And then people just start to wonder, well, where's God in your marriage? Right. And so there are some things you just need to figure out on your own with God in the center. Like when you have your wedding and some people do the sand, some people do the lighting of the candles, whatever, and you're doing that symbolic 
um, display that it's you, the wife, the husband, yeah. and God. That is what that means. Like yeah. when when you when when you're go when things are going left, you know all the books in the world and the counsel in the world and everything. It's great and it's resources that God has given you, mm-hmm. but if you don't have the desire or the application to change your heart. You're going to be just telling people your business and nothing's going to change. And then you're going to be in a marriage counselor's office trying to get them to prevent you from getting divorced. Yeah, I think that um, there is, you know, you got your referees on the outside of your relationship that will, you know, they'll call foul on the play if it's that drastic. But you do need to have a level of self-governance within your own marriage. That is the that invisible referee, that spiritual referee. That is, you know, governing your household. And, and even in that moment when you're frustrated and you swear like, oh, I know I'm right on blah, blah. And if I call such and such, he's going to or she's going to, you know, agree with me. And blah. it's like, nah, that's, that's not the time for that. Like, and it's, yeah, and it's not and it's not the point. Um, one thing that someone shared with me is that if you truly trusted that God was always with you, if you some of the things that you say, you wouldn't say. Like, if you truly thought that when you and your husband or wife were in a heated argument, if you truly thought that God was literally standing in the room with you, if you really thought he was omnipresent and he was in that room, how could you confidently speak the way you're speaking? And when I heard that, I was just like, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you think your spouse is doing. It all comes back to you. And whatever desire you're trying to idolize and, and that your spouse is not um, co- corroborating with or just the fact that you don't trust God because you're literally acting like a loose cannon, um, you know, and you wouldn't do that if you truly thought a holy God was sitting in the room. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So, yeah. So, all right. So we're getting ready to wrap up the podcast, um, but we just want to kind of talk about excitement. We're excited for year two. Um, what are you excited about, babe? Um, I'm. I think we, because we've kind of gotten a great amount of the. No, I wouldn't say all the drama. Obviously not, but there is a level of drama that I think that we have a little bit. We've we we have it under our belt now. Like it's like okay. Let's not repeat that. Right. <laughs> let's, right. Let's not do that again. Right. All right. So like, um, because we've gotten that out of the way, um, there's going to be a lot more focus, I believe, in year two. Uh, yeah. There's going to be a lot more um, just tunnel vision where we're we're really hitting those goals and those mile markers. But like that that yeah that that to me is what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. I'm also looking forward to a lot of good times. Uh, in regards to like new memories, because yeah, I mean, and, and and I will say that um, something I told Sam is that during our first year, you kind of just—it's like when someone gives you a a puzzle, and all the pieces are in the puzzle, but the puzzle's not put together, and they open the box and they scatter all of the puzzles on the table. Yeah, and you kind of see all of the ingredients to the puzzle you have to put together. Mm-hmm. Um, you see this. There's a tree over here, but then you see a building over here, and you see all the different yeah. things. Getting your so, edge and, pieces ready. Right, and <laughs> and so pretty much how that relates to marriage is you're seeing how you love, you're seeing how you trust, you're seeing how you fight, you're seeing how you sin, you're seeing how your family baggage has impacted the things that you say or that you receive. You're you're seeing 
how your dealings with money will impact your marriage. Like you're seeing all that and all the pieces of your puzzle is laid on the table in year one. Now the puzzle does not get complete until death, but your first year, the first year you're just scattering on the pieces and then every year following you're taking a piece or two and you're beginning to, and, and you're beginning to figure out how they connect. Yeah. And so that was one of the things that made me really excited to go into year two is just knowing that we're going to be taking those puzzles and finally kind of putting them in place where they need to be. Um, yeah in a positive way and that and 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 that's great um yeah. we're excited to pretty much operate in optimism um within our marriage just yeah. kind of you know looking to god and seeing what more he has in store with us yeah i mean us. like even like we're optimistic for and you know it's still going to be in his will but um lord willing if it's in his will you know kids we're looking forward to um anniversary trips we're looking forward to uh just it's gonna be a lot of new things coming just wait marriage millennials it's a lot of stuff in the pipe right there definitely is some things that we can't say right now but there are definitely some cool things coming um but yeah speaking of anniversary trips we are getting ready to go to our anniversary trip in a couple of weeks not uh, in, the, in the first week of September, um, still not dropping the location because you know we like to surprise people. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, we're still not dropping the location yet, but we are ready to have some fun. We've been working mm -hmm. and just um, it's time to play hard. It's baby. time to play hard, hard and play go hard. on vacation. So we'll be doing that in a few um few weeks, and we're definitely excited for that. Um. Anything else? I think we've definitely uh, spoken a lot today. Yeah, I don't know what else <laughs> I could possibly say to the people. Well, I will say that um, one year one has been a journey and a, but a pleasure. And I'm so excited to be your wife. And I'm excited to be your husband. Uh, excuse me, I didn't, I didn't hear that. Say it louder on the mic, please. Y'all hear that? <laughs> right okay she heard me y'all heard me right y'all heard me okay cool all right guys it's um, on the record i'll be replaying that so all right guys um we hope that you guys have a great rest of the week um we'll be back soon um in the meantime you're more than welcome to look at our website we've we've posted some new articles since we've last um chatted with you we also still have our bridal boxes um we have our single with strategy ebook um our cookbook is there. Um, also, we're dropping... I think our t-shirts are also now live and available for pre-order um, and printables as well. So we have a ton of things um, that we can't wait for you to jump into. And we can't wait for you to hear more stuff from us. All right, y'all. Take care. Bye.